Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rose, and welcome to episode 226 of the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please do me a favor, subscribe in your favor, and leave a positive review if you like the show. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Lies of P, Mortal Kombat 1, Party Animals, Payday 3, Resident Evil 4 Separate Ways DLC, and Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. The games coming out this week include El Paso Elsewhere, My Time at Sandrock, Paleo Pines, Infinity Strash, Dragon Quest The Adventures of Die, Sonic Frontiers, The Final Horizon, Cocoon, and EA Sports Football Club 24. Now into last week's biggest news, and we certainly will run over the 10-minute mark this week, is there is a lot to cover. So let's strap in. Number one, the massive Xbox leak, 11 Big Reveals, by Claire Jackson on Kotaku. This week brought us a wonderful treasure trove of leaks from deep inside the highest echelons of Microsoft's Xbox division, accidentally shared online as a result of the company's legal battle with the Federal Trade Commission, over its now greenlit Activision acquisition. These confidential emails, slides, and images of potential new products from the Xbox manufacturer reveal the inner workings of Microsoft's gaming division, as well as whispers of some possible new games from Bethesda. The leaks happened courtesy of Microsoft itself, as it provided these sensitive documents to the court via a publicly accessible link. Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer reacted to the leak, saying that it was, quote, hard to see our team's work shared in this way, end quote. Number 1. Microsoft Considered Buying Nintendo In the leaked emails, Phil Spencer and Microsoft personnel discussed a possible acquisition of Nintendo. Quote, at some point, end quote, Spencer wrote, quote, getting Nintendo would be a career moment, end quote. He speculated the Japanese gaming giant could become more open to acquisition offers in the future due to changing pressures on its board of directors. Quote, just taking a long time for Nintendo to realize that their future exists off of their own hardware, end quote, he wrote. Quote, a long time, smiley face. The emails also reveal that Microsoft thought about purchasing Valve and Warner Brothers games. Two, Bethesda might be working on an Oblivion remaster. Bethesda's roadmap was among the many recently released Xbox documents. It includes a sequel to Ghostwire Tokyo, a Dishonored 3, and remasters of Fallout 3 and the Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion. Also, don't expect the Elder Scrolls 6 for quite a while. Three, Spencer, AAA game publishers lost their mojo. Phil Spencer stated that, quote, AAA publishers were slow to react to the disruption, end quote, of digital storefronts like Steam and the shops built into Xbox and PlayStation. In a leaked email, Spencer wrote that third-party publishers were unable to replicate the dominance they established back in the day of video game retail. After losing their advantage of highly exclusive access to consumers in brick-and-mortar stores, they have, quote, not found a way to effectively cross-promote. They have not found a way to build publisher brands that drive consumer affinity, the way Disney has in video, end quote. He noted that they insisted they've adopted a strategy of making huge bets on highly expensive prestige projects or relying on those risky all-in bets to establish and maintain a publisher brand. They concluded that, quote, the role of AAA publisher has changed and become less important to today's gaming industry, end quote. Four, Microsoft expected a Red Dead Redemption 2 next-gen refresh. Microsoft seemed to have anticipated an Xbox Series X and S port of Red Dead Redemption 2 in 2022. This, of course, didn't happen. Number five. Three-quarters of Xbox gamers had a Series S. The Xbox Series X and S consoles hit the market in 2020. Since then, the lower-powered diskless Series S actually makes up the majority of units sold. As of April 2022, 74.8% of Xbox Series owners were gaming on a Series S, 
suggesting that just a quarter of the base left gaming on the more powerful Xbox Series X unit. Again, this was over a year ago, and more recent data suggests the install base split is approaching 50-50, but you gotta wonder how much that massive Series S install base is causing headaches for developers trying to bring high-end games to the Xbox ecosystem. 6. Microsoft dramatically underestimated Baldur's Gate 3 Baldur's Gate 3 is a super good time, but Microsoft didn't seem to think the D&D RPG would amount to much. In lead comments, Microsoft estimated a $5 million expense to get the game on Game Pass, justifying the low monetary amount by describing Baldur's Gate 3 as a, quote, second-run Stadia PC RPG, end quote. Reacting to the statement, Larian's director of publishing noted that Microsoft was far from alone in underestimating the appeal of Baldur's Gate 3. 7. Phil Spencer wasn't impressed by PS5's reveal. In an email to Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella, Phil Spencer described the Xbox Series X and S line as a, quote, better product than what Sony has not just on hardware, but equally important on the software platform and services, end quote. He continued, quote, we have the ingredients of a winning plan. Today was a good day for us, end quote. Number eight, Microsoft accidentally got an exclusive Sega game. As the next-gen consoles launch in 2020, fans of Sega's long-running Yakuza series were surprised that its latest entry, the RPG Like a Dragon, was available in Series X and S, but not on PlayStation 5. The Yakuza series had been long associated with PlayStation. What was up? Yesterday's leak revealed that Microsoft was just as surprised, and it turns out the reason for Like a Dragon landing on Xbox First was due to two competing regional exclusivity agreements Sega made essentially short-circuited each other. The result? Xbox players ate well while PlayStation fans wept into their dual senses. Number 9. The Xbox Series X might go all digital in 2024. We didn't just get scans of emails from serious people, we also got some images and details of possible forthcoming hardware, including a cylindrical-shaped Xbox Series X that won't include a disk drive. Codenamed Brooklyn, the leaked data indicates that the possible hardware refresh will include more internal storage, faster Wi-Fi, reduced power, and a more immersive controller. If this thing does see the light of day, I'll happily refer to it as Trashcan Xbox, in honor of the similarly shaped 2013 Mac Pro refresh. 10. The Xbox could get a fancy new controller. The potential 2024 hardware refresh might also see a new Xbox gamepad hit the market. The image of a controller codenamed Sibyl shows a two-tone color design and promises modular thumbsticks and features that many a PlayStation fan have known for a few years now. Quote, lift to wake, end quote, quote, precision haptic feedback, end quote, and an accelerometer. Despite how the controller may look in the image, the copy indicates that it will feature the same ergonomics as the current Xbox Series X and S controller, codenamed Merlin. And number 11, Microsoft sees its next Xbox as a cloud hybrid machine. Slides projecting the future of the Xbox platform indicate that Microsoft is very much looking to the cloud to help power its post-Xbox Series X and S console, for which it's looking at a 2028 release. Microsoft describes such a machine as next-generation hybrid game platform capable of leveraging the combined power of the client and cloud to deliver deeper immersion and entirely new classes of game experiences. So while we might get some sequels to beloved games like Dishonored and a fancy new controller for Xbox and PC, the leaked Microsoft materials also pretend another nail in the coffin for its physical game media. But hey, maybe Mario and Master Chief will go on a little adventure together at some point. This was just a brief highlight of the many things that came out of the huge and historic Xbox leak this week. Go read more if you're interested. So much to cover. I mean, how much they're willing to pay for some Game Pass exclusivity if it were even an option, such as $300 million to get Jedi Survivor day and date. I mean, these are wild numbers we're talking about. New consoles coming potentially next year in their refreshes and the next generation in 2028 certainly gives PlayStation something to look at and ahead on the competition as Xbox probably has no idea what they're doing. 
And especially if PS5 Pro is going to launch next year, which there are heavy rumors, and Xbox is just coming out with a system refresh, uh, that was going to be the same price. It's going to put Xbox in a very precarious position, especially considering they were never going to lose the power bottle ever again. The future is going to be very interesting. The biggest thing for me, give me that Fallout 3 remaster. God, I want that game looking shiny and beautiful. I'd prefer a remake, but I don't know if we're going to get that. Much, much to discuss. Number two, Xbox Digital Broadcast at Tokyo Game Show 2023. Everything announced. Wesley Impul at IGN writes, Microsoft made a number of announcements during its Xbox Digital Broadcast at Tokyo Game Show 2023, most of which are revolved around Japan and Japan-inspired games and updates. Xbox executives Phil Spencer and Sarah Bond talked about the importance of the Japanese market. Quote, Japan will always have a special place in my heart for pioneering innovative ways to play, from the Game Boy to PSP to the Switch, end quote, Spencer said. Xbox went on to reveal a collaboration between legendary Japanese developers, Hidetaka Sueri Suchiro and Gochi Suda51 Suda, announced an Xbox version of Octopath Traveler 2 and confirm a raft of Game Pass editions. If you missed today's broadcast, fear not, this roundup goes over the biggest news and reveals that came from the Xbox digital broadcast at Tokyo Game Show 2023. Now I'm only going to read the headlines, so if you want more information on each, go seek that out. Xbox checks in at Hotel Barcelona. Octopath Traveler 2 is finally coming to Xbox. Forces Japan course got a turn in the spotlight. Fallout 76 delivers a megaton. The Elder Scrolls Online finally comes to Japan. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy is coming to Game Pass. Athena The Wrath of Fafiri looks like a fun fantasy adventure. Iodin Chronicles 100 Heroes is a spiritual successor to the Suikoden series coming to Game Pass. Capcom's Exo Primal gets an update. Infinity Strash Dragon Quest The Adventures of Die gets a new trailer. Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name confirmed for Xbox Game Pass. Maniko's Night Market coming to Game Pass. My Lovely Empresses coming to Xbox. Pal World coming to Xbox in 2024. Party Animals gets an Ori crossover. Persona 3 Reload and Persona 5 Tactica get new trailers. PUBG Battlegrounds Arangle map shown off. And finally, Wolong Fallen Dynasty DLC revealed. There was not much for me personally here, but it's great to see all the games coming out to Game Pass, which are games that I could try. And just to run that back, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney Trilogy, Xbox Consoles and PC, September 26th. Forza Motorsport, Series X and S and PC on October 10th. Maniku's Night Market, Xbox Consoles and PC on October 26th. Like a Dragon, Guide and the Man Who Erased His Name on November 9th. Like a Dragon, Ishin, come an Xbox Game Pass in 2023. Persona 5 Tactica, Xbox Consoles and PC on November 17th. Persona 3 Reload, Xbox Consoles and PC, February 2nd, 2024. Iodin Chronicle 100 Heroes Xbox Consoles on April 23rd, 2024. So much Game Pass, so much to do. Number 3. Microsoft Activision deal looking all but certain as UK gives preliminary approval. Jason Finelli at GameSpot writes, After months of deliberation, the final hurdle in front of Xbox's planned $69 billion purchase of Activision Blizzard is all but cleared. United Kingdom's regulatory board, the Competition and Markets Authority, or CMA, has given preliminary approval for the deal to move forward. The CMA announced its ruling today, where it stated the, quote, sale of Activision's cloud gaming rights to Ubisoft substantially addresses previous concerns and opens the door to the deal being cleared, end quote. The board has opened discussions on Microsoft's proposal until October 6th, after which a final decision is expected by the October 18th deadline. Earlier this year, the CMA blocked the sale of Activision Blizzard to Microsoft, citing concerns over cloud gaming. Specifically, there were fears that Microsoft would limit the streaming capabilities of Activision games, including Call of Duty to its own streaming service. 
Since then, Microsoft has agreed to sell streaming rights for the Activision portfolio to Ubisoft, which opened the door to today's decision. Is it gonna finally happen? We are just less than a month away from maybe, hopefully, finally being done with this, and Activision Blizzard King will be under Xbox. What a wild, wild world this is, and I don't think anyone would believe this to be the case just two years ago. Number four, CFDU Season 10 will finally introduce private PvE. Sean Curry at True Achievements writes, Coming in December as part of CFD Season 10, Safer Seas allows players to sail the high seas on their own or with their crew in a private game session, which means you'll no longer have to worry about other crews trying to scuttle your ship and steal your hard-earned treasure. It could even make unlocking some Sea of Thieves achievements much easier. Had to highlight this as fans have been wanting this now for years since this game launched to be able to play that by themselves to not have to worry about other players, but for me who's only played, I don't know, we'll say 10 hours of Sea of Thieves, isn't that part of the magic of the game? Love, though, giving the option to the players. Number five, Rockstar has added a rotating assortment of classic games to GTA+. Ellie Gould at TechRadar writes, Rockstar has announced its new version of Game Pass, with an assortment of classic games being added to GTA+. GTA+, hasn't always been looked favorable upon, with some players questioning its value. However, this new move by Rockstar would alleviate those worries as various excellent games will now be accessible. For the time being, the roster includes the definitive edition remasters of GTA 3, San Andreas, and Vice City. In the future, the possibilities for new games seem endless as Rockstar promises to rotate in other games from its catalog. These could be Max Payne, Bully, Manhunt, and Red Dead Redemption. Here's hoping Rockstar cycles these games in sooner rather than later. Right now, DGA Plus monthly subscriptions cost $6, which is available for the Series X and PS5 versions of GTA 5. Personally, I don't see the value in paying for GTA Plus, but I don't play GTA Online every day, and there are many, many millions of people out there that do. So it's cool to see some added value in getting some back catalog games added to the subscription. And number six, Ubisoft announces Tom Clancy's The Division 3. Wesley Yunpool at IGN writes, Ubisoft has confirmed Tom Clancy's The Division 3 is now in development and massive entertainment. The Swedish studio currently working on Star Wars Outlaws and Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, is the original developer of The Division 1 and 2. Ubisoft said Massive is currently building a team for the third game in the series. Star Wars Outlaws creative director Julian Garrity has become executive producer for The Division franchise, which has nearly 40 million players across all titles. Garrity will now oversee all The Division games and products, including The Division 3. Quote, this announcement represents Ubisoft's dedication to the longevity of the brand, end quote, Ubisoft said in a note to press. Quote, in this new rule, Julian will drive many interdependent production elements of the Division brand in a unified direction. This includes development oversight operations and creative vision together with the development teams around the world who are currently developing the mobile game Tom Clancy's The Division Resurgence, Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland, and Tom Clancy's The Division 2, end quote. Had to include this because the Division brand is obviously huge given all the different games, platforms, and I believe shows that are being worked on. I'll never forget the Tom Clancy's The Division 1. I was so hyped about this game. The premise of a Black Friday money flu virus building this post-apocalyptic New York during Christmas time. I mean, I was so set up to love this game, and I just could not stand the gameplay. Maybe I was in a bad headspace back then, and if I gave it another chance now, I would like it more. However, I had to include this. It's a huge game and franchise, obviously. But what I can't wait for is Star Wars Outlaws. I mean, how surprisingly good did that game look? Give me that, please, please, please. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and how many Americans do you think play video games? Well, credit to the research group The Fountain, one in every four Americans was a video game player as of 2020. 
Back in 2018, the number of people that played video games was 212 million. According to Xbox statistics, the number of players increased to 244 million in 2020. I mean, video games are such a part of everyday life now. Being the nerd in high school that could not stop playing video games as early as middle school, maybe even elementary school, back with the Nintendo 64. And so refreshing to see how many more people play games these days. Doesn't have to be a big game or a AAA game. Could be a game on your phone, like Marvel Snap, like I play every single day. Or the big AAA. Regardless, the more people playing means the better the industry, means the more experiences we should hopefully get. And that's good for everyone. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I quote, beat end quote, Starfield. Now, what does that mean? I finished the main quest, and I have made the decision with no spoilers to reload my save so I can continue really flushing out all the different quests. I really didn't do any of the major side experiences, so there's still so much of this game to unpack, and I can't wait to continue playing. My name is Baron Rosa. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosie93. I hope you have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.